What's going on, everybody? This is Catfish on Ice. This is episode 154 with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. We got the whole crew together tonight. As we call it, we're going to call it the Doom and Gloom episode tonight. Kyle had the great idea to say we're dooming and glooming in this week's episode. So I thought, you know what? We're not. Let's just, we're not. Let's just call it, the, let's call it the Doom and Gloom episode tonight. Yeah, we're not vibing. We're glooming. We're not. We're definitely not vibing. We're the opposite of vibing right now. Yeah. You know who is vibing, though? Who's vibing is our friend Mike Twitter. He is in Hello here. to anyone out there. And someone else who is uh, vibing, he, he brought this up. Connor Ingram in goal for the for the Arizona Coyotes. Very happy. For Killing him. it. He had, a, he had a shutout going through like the second period. He was playing really well. Gave up a yeah. couple late goals, but um, very happy Killing to see Connor it. Ingram playing a big role for the Coyotes. And look, look at the Coyotes. They get their second win of the season. So. In, in a handy you. fashion. Is that how you say it? Handily win. So now, um, now the Predators are just uh, Predators are just one point from being in last place right now. I'm just saying, uh, it's, a, also, it's a it's a jumbled up division though. It's so early, like we can't we can't really focus yeah, on standing so much right now. But yeah, we'll talk about it a little later one though. Win from being in uh, tied with Colorado for second in the division. Yeah, exactly. So we we can't focus on points and all that. Um, it's but I will say, you would think that um, the team was getting sold off to another, to a whole other hockey market the way Preds fans are feeling right now. They are just like so done with this team. They are already on the fire Heinz train. It only took seven games. I think that's got to be a record. Yeah, but I think it started happening. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Seven I mean, games, but like uh, it's just... after, the, after the third loss, that's about when it really started ramping up, so... I, but I don't even think. First of all, we're gonna our whole opening faceoff tonight. We're presented by DraftKings, part of Hockey Podcast Network, episode one fifty four. We appreciate you joining us. If you're watching on YouTube right now, please hit that subscribe button. It helps out a ton. And also give us a follow on Twitter if you're watching right now. Uh, we really appreciate all the follows, all the likes, and all the interactions you give us when you're watching our, our episodes live. We love all of y'all. Um, we're gonna really talk about this whole doom and gloom feeling this dark mm-hmm. cloud that's over the team right now are we overreacting do we need to take a step back or is there some reasons to really really be um, freaking out right now and then we're also going to kind of touch a little bit more on what happened against philly that game was um if you were trying to show a new like on the fence hockey fan like oh this is hockey this is the game i love to yeah. watch that yeah. would be the worst game to probably show them <laughs> Yeah, it hey, was a it hey, was a really hard these, game. To watch. Absolutely, look at these look at these really cool stats for our national predators, and then now look at the score. Well, it's, it wasn't even it wasn't even so just backwards. the national predators. It was they were the ones that actually made most of the scoring chances, even though he couldn't score. That's what I mean. The the Flyers yeah. were in retreat mode that entire game. They got a couple mm-hmm. quick goals, or they got that first goal in the first shot of the game, and then they just completely went in defensive mode, retreat mm-hmm. mode. They weren't even really getting in the zone that much. They were just like, we're going to let Carter Hart carry us to the finish line tonight. So really hard game. Boy, did he. Yeah, he did. So we'll touch on that game a little bit. We're going to bring a new segment to you all tonight, something a little fun. We always like to spark the conversation around here. Um, We're going to do a new segment called The First Word. We are, all three of us are going to throw players on this team out to each other. 
rapid fire and ask ourselves, what's the first word you think of? This ought to be great. <laughs> about this particular player through the first seven games of the season. And we have not shared which players we are going to say to each other, so we are going to be on the spot. Really, got to be honest here. What is the first word you think of? I really wish Ben Harper was still on this team because that would be the player I would ask Kyle. Hey, man, I want him back. But he's not on this team anymore, so I guess I I can still do it. Ben Harper, Kyle, first word. Yeet, Tyron. Yeah, I love it. Traffic cone, right. I know that's two words. But. So, so anyway, that's how that segment's going to work. It's going to be a lot of fun. While we're doing that segment, give us your first word for some of these players, and it'll be a lot right. of fun. We'll do our battle for the Central Power Rankings. Where do we have the Predators ranked now after just this losing streak continues? They're at what? They've lost five in a row now, I believe. Five after They are, yeah. if, you count, if you count the overtime loss – they are one of two teams with who've already lost three games. Our longest losing streak, I guess. Well, they've got five total losses on the season. Five total losses, but longest longest losing streak. And um, so, just want to throw this out there: their two wins are against the San Jose Sharks. So they've only beaten one team all year. And another. And it's continent. not a very it's not a very impressive team, I might add. So um, yeah, and, that's a it's a big reason why a lot of people are upset right now. And the second win against that team. They almost didn't win, so there you go. Yeah, so yeah. I, under, I understand why everyone's ticked off right now. I totally do, but at the same time, we are seven games into the season. There's only one team in the entire Central Division that is lost, lost less than three games, and that is the St. Louis Blues, who has only played four games all season. So, I mean, yeah. is that really that big of an accomplishment? Dallas loses their third game of the season. They just lost to the Boston Bruins. Thank you, Bruins. Thank you to Rich's Bruins for that. Bruins are they're on heat my I'm telling you. I send you my thank you uh, letters to David Pasternak and that send them to him team. That goal Pasternak. was ridiculous. Kyle, did you see that goal from Pasternak? No, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, you got you please look it up for your own benefit. It's it was just Ottinger, it's Ottinger, why we love hockey. Yeah, like Ottinger that. didn't even flinch. It was no, so it was fast. it was one of those it was one of those types of goals where even a world class NHL goaltender didn't see the puck coming. It was already behind him and past the red line uh, before. Yeah, <laughs> one of them type of goals. So, Pasta's um, on a tear this year, man. I'm telling. So you. my He's, point, my my point is the Central Division. I mean, even the Avalanche have three losses already this season. So I mean, you're seeing the Minnesota Wild, their misery loves company. Predators mm-hmm. in the Wild, they're both huge disappointments in this division to open the yep. season. But everyone's got losses right now. Um. Yeah. Okay, there's I, I did misspeak. Chicago's only got two losses on the year as well. So my, my oh, apologies okay. on that. So you've got two teams that got less than three Which, losses. Chicago with only two losses. Yeah, I'm not that. buying it. I'm not buying it. They're not, not biting in. It's not biting. Okay. Nope. Before right. we get before, oh yeah, I'll go you ahead. go first. And then I'll no, go. I was just gonna I was just gonna bring up a non hockey thing. Real quick, I know we always like to chit chat before or whatever. Yeah. So we're all we all we all like music. We're all fans of music or whatever. Um, have you all seen watched the documentary that's on Netflix about Woodstock '99? Yes, I did. That? I want, it's, it's so it's so good. Is I that? Watched it, but I want to. You, oh you got to watch it. Is that not the most insane thing you've ever seen? That's oh, it's wild, that's crazy. Man. If you the, want, the part, 
the part where Limp Biscuit goes on stage and like yeah. he, they like ramped up the crowd and got him even more angry. Yes, and, and then yeah. the Red Hot Chili the, Peppers did the exact same thing. The toilets, um, the toilets weren't working. They were charging like twelve dollars for a bottle of water in like nineteen ninety nine yep. or two thousand or whatever. Like, I mean, like just crazy. And, and the, the literally the whole crowd turns on Woodstock. The, yeah, I mean, um, if you want a, a look into the psyche of the angst ridden eighteen to twenty three year old male. Oh and Watch it was the grunge era, and it was the grunge era, man. Think about all the artists who were playing. Corn, corn, completely yep. set that set that crowd on fire and, and got them crazy. It was that whole documentary is amazing. Yeah, I it highly recommend a, it to anyone. It was eye opening. I remember. I love I remember, documentaries. Yeah, I actually watched some of it when it was on. You could do like pay per view or something, or I don't remember. But I remember when it happened and. Just going back and watching it now I'm, is unbelievable. So I highly well, recommend it. Wants a little, huge deal, huge deal. Um, but oh man, it's 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 scary. It's really scary if you just yeah, watch the whole thing. I, like just looking at it, if you would have been it, like what would you have done if you were in that crowd and, and with all that going on? I mean, just yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. I've also got a story. I, I got a little bit of a funny like lighthearted let's get everybody kind of cheery before we start talking about doom and gloom national predators <laughs> so um first of all i don't know what your grocery store of choice is but mine is Publix. i love Publix. i've never met a a a disgruntled employee at a Publix. they're always so happy they treat you like family yada 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 so i'm in nice. the pub so i'm in the Publix line to this morning uh just picking up a few things in the morning the line's not very long and this the uh the little store clerk who's checking everybody out. She's in this great mood. She's got a great personality and she's checking out the person in front of me. And she, you know, she gives him his receipt. And she goes, you saved $3 by shopping at Publix today. Like that's like what they're supposed to say, I guess. <laughs> and so it's my turn to check out. And my total was like 30 something dollars, bought a few things here and there. She hands me my receipt and I kid you not without missing a beat. She wasn't joking. This was what she was telling me. You saved zero dollars by shopping at Publix today. Oh, that's awesome. I saved zero dollars. Awesome. And she now, proceeded to tell me I saved zero dollars by shopping at Publix. And I now, now like, did wow. you uh did you uh did you frequent Publix when you lived in Nashville or did you go to Kroger? Mm, what was near you? I went to Kroger. I did go to Kroger. To Kroger yeah. But I can actually walk, I can actually take something in my apartment and probably throw it into the Publix. That's how close I am to the Publix. Now I'll literally go. walk right across the street to it. So Publix has my business now just out of convenience. Cause I don't have to get my car and drive to it. Yeah. Hey man. You're but anyway, shout out to the Publix girl for, for making me laugh by telling me I saved $0 by shopping at Publix today. That's that awesome. was awesome. Let's get into episode 154. <laughs> Of catfish and ice, Kyle looks so amused down there. He's like, know, right? "Man, he, he, he could have at least bought something that could have saved you some money." All right. Oh, I'd look. I'll go with Kroger and I'll look for them yellow tags. <laughs> Heck yes. Oh, I, I do miss Kroger. There's not Krogers down here, or if there are, no, I don't know where they're at. I think I think they're usually Kroger's like not down here. Not uh, I miss mid Kroger. mid south, yeah, type place. I uh, this Publix doesn't have self checkout, so I have to. I, I do everything yeah. I can when I. I do everything I can when I go into like a Walmart or a Target. I do everything in my power to not have to deal with another human. I'd rather just use self checkout. And with you there. so I have to. I have to get in line and actually talk to people. 
So yeah. you could you could always um, shoplift. No, nah, I won't go to that extreme, Rich. Not All right. Say, so All right, let's get into it. With. Let's get into it, gentlemen. All right, we're calling it doom <laughs> here's and gloom funny. here. <laughs> um, uh, Omar, <laughs> I saved zero dollars on beer at Bridgestone. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. If That's anything, hilarious. you spent extra money by shopping at Bridgestone <laughs> for your beer. I need yeah, to give you a receipt where it says you spent an extra five dollars tonight on beer yeah. by shopping at Bridgestone. <laughs> you help pay for this. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's. I haven't really talked to you guys since the Flyers game, so I really want to get y'all's thoughts on how you feel about that, and also how do you feel about the overall negative sentiment and dark cloud over this team? Are we? Is it? understood are there serious issues that need to be fixed or are we overreacting a little bit i want to go to kyle and then we'll go to rich okay the prevalent things i'm seeing recently is fire hines fire hines fire hines shocker stop being dumb is my reaction to that that one's it's a bit much uh you know you he was head coach when you had three players set pretty much franchise records or not pretty much set franchise records last year. For sure. It's not that the guy can't coach. They're off to an extremely bad start. And I think basically the players need to own up to it too. Uh, Mm, That's huge. I can, I can understand the doom and gloom, but it's not the time to be trading people. I'll get, I'll get into one of the things I saw about trading somebody later on, but, um, yeah, it's not the time to trade anyone or uh, fire anybody. So take a breath, woosaw a little bit. Just, yes. <laughs> Everyone, please take Kyle's advice on that. I mean, you would like it, it. People are freaking out like it's March and we're falling out of the playoff race or something. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like take a like like you said, take a deep breath here, everybody. And I get it. I think a lot of the reason why people are freaking out is the way we're losing. Yes. So you lose you lose two games where you surrender multi goal leads in the third period. That's going to get you ticked off no matter what. And then the Flyers game, I mean, my goal. They could they, they just it was one of those games where sometimes you know what hockey just isn't fair and it's not going to bounce your way. I'm not they saying that played a good they game played their maybe their goalied. they might have played their best they did complete good. game of the season. And Close it was it, so sure. it was so hard to watch. Like I just wanted to rip all my hair out, what little hair I have left. Like it was just so hard to watch. For sure. Somebody's got construction going on at their house or something. Are we okay <laughs> over here? I don't know. I knocked I something of, off there a second ago. I heard a weird right. noise. So Rich, Rich, what are you thinking? Are you kind of with Kyle here? On we're we should probably pump the brakes a little bit. Why are we freaking out so much here? I am with Kyle. I've obviously perused Facebook, Predators Facebook, as well as I know Kyle does as well. And um, yeah, it's Fire Hines, Fire Poil. Uh, I haven't seen anybody wanting to get rid of anybody trade trade wise or anything yet. But I must have missed that one. But um, oh, that was on Twitter. Oh, okay. People do need to pump the brakes a little bit. Believe all three of us super disappointed right now. Um, it's it sucks. So hey, 
I'm about it's to not share fun a, being a Predators fan right now. Guys, I'm about to share a stat with you. I just looked this up because I was just curious. I'm about to share a stat with you guys that's going to it's going to blow your mind and it's also going to really, really, really just take you off. Okay, so <laughs> if you just look straight up right now at the goals per game ranking the teams right now. The Predators are 31st in the league at 2.29 goals. That's not the whole stat, but they're 31st. And just straight up goals per game, 2.29. They're only leading the San Jose Sharks in that category. Go back on over here and look a little bit deeper, dive a little bit deeper, and look at the rankings for expected goals for in all situations according to Money Puck. You want to know where the National Predators rank? Seventh. How do you go from 31st to 7th in expected goals for? And that Philly game was the perfect example. This team is getting opportunities to put the puck in the net and win some of these games they've lost. And they they just can't finish or they run into really good goalies. I'm not making excuses for them, but that is a very, very telling stat right there. 7th. I did not expect them to be that high. I literally just looked at that stat just now. I thought they were going to be somewhere in the middle. They are seventh in the league in expected goals for in all situations. That's Ugh. that's rough. unbelievable. That is really rough. So yeah, it's yeah the 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 Philly game. You, you watched it and you're just like something something's good is going to happen. I just feel it. They're they're playing really good, and it just never like Kyle said they got gullied. Um, man, Hart was standing on his head and just. Couldn't get anything past him. And we, well, we know these dudes can shoot. It's just nothing was falling and heart was so have you have you guys heard about the chatter about okay, we expect John Hines to shuffle up the defensive pairings. That's a, I, I saw a lot of that, that today. And I also I'm we're gonna I wanna get from Kyle here what he heard from David Poyle when he was appeared on one oh two five the game today. I didn't get a chance to listen to that, and I want to hear what he has to say about that. But on the flip side of this, you're getting a lot of defensive breakdowns as well. And it, it yep. proves here from Money Puck, the Predators are second worst in the league right now in expected goals against. So, yeah, they're getting opportunities to score, but they're also giving their opponent plenty of juicy chances to Absolutely. score as well. So that that's probably your biggest issue right there. Uh, Kyle, what did David Poyle have to share today about all this on 102.5 The Game? Uh, d- David came on and basically said what I said there a minute ago about it's there's seven games into an 82 game season. It's not time to freak out yet. Um, <laughs> he addressed the Hines stuff and said, you know, it's on the players and it's on him too. You can't blame just one facet mm-hmm. of no. the organization for the failures. Uh, so he he didn't. Yeah. Put all the blame down the road. He said it's got to be shared throughout. Uh, he even mentioned himself about maybe changing the defensive pairs and some of the lineups and everything else. He did say he was not ready to call anybody up from uh, Milwaukee yet. He said mm-hmm. it's going to happen. It's going to have to happen because there will be injuries and whatnot and anything else. But uh, looks like he's yeah. more content to roll with it at the current moment. Yeah. Yep. So I'm seeing chatter about I'm I'm seeing chatter real quick about Ryan McDonough being moved down to the third pairing. Yes. I don't I get it because you want a veteran on each pairing and you want to you want to obviously something needs to be retooled here. But 
just psyche wise, Ryan McGunnell on the third pairing is just, we would have never even when that, when we first no. traded for him, we would have never, ever thought Ryan McDonough on the third pairing, but they're looking for ways to protect Jeremy Lazan because it's going to be Jeremy Lazan for a little bit because Mark yeah. Barvietsky took that. Mark Barvietsky took oh that gosh. really, really scary. And so that. he's going to be he's going to be out for a while. I want to see who they end up calling up to uh, be to fill in on the on defense here. Even if they're a healthy scratch, they're going to yeah. have to call up somebody to to play. To be in that extra role, that be that extra player, um, Rich. What do you What are you thinking about that? The thought of Ryan McDonough being on the third pairing and just all this all this other stuff about lineup shuffling and stuff. Well, the the thing Kyle said about you know um, you can't pin all the blame on Hines and the the players are you know they're definitely the ones you need to look at them if anybody first right now. Um, it's not like. It's not like Hines draws up on the on the on the chalkboard. Hey, go out and and have a defensive breakdown and cause a two on one breakaway. Like the players just aren't executing. They can't get their shots, or they are getting their shots. Actually, they just they just can't get it in the fall. And then the thing about McDonough is it's it's really weird. But like I don't really see what other choice they have at this point. And I think someone on Twitter might have been you, Kyle. I don't remember said, "Does that mean Ekholm's going to move back to his natural position?" Um, how are they going to do that? I would assume yes. Well, what Robbie Stanley shared today, he said Preds are going to be switching up the D pairs this week, and he has Yossi and Fabro on the top pairing at home, Carrier, McDonough, Lazan. Yeah. That gives you a veteran on each line. That's yeah. kind of the whole thinking behind that. It makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. the, the McDonough at home experiment <laughs> isn't really working out too well so far, but. Mm. We are well, only seven I mean, games in. When you add new players to the team, you're going to have growing pains. You're going to have some trial by error. We're seeing and, some of that. Yeah, um, and and you asked Ekholm to move to, you know, the right side or whatever. Um, yeah. So so you know, it's I'm be I'm encouraged. I mean we, <laughs> I mean this th- it gets no easier. If anything, it gets even tougher because now we got to play the St. Louis Blues. So <laughs> in the next game. Yeah. So, and then you get Washington after that. So, it's the NHL schedule is unforgiving, and you've already dropped some games against teams that you thought you should beat, mm-hmm. and you should have beaten. You should have yeah. beaten L.A. You should have beaten Columbus. Columbus was even worse. That Columbus game, I'm going to have wow. nightmares about that all season. That one I mean, was you bad. just let – you just you – just, they just completely fell apart. Yeah. Um, in that game. And let, let the, Columbus the just do whatever they wanted. The Philly loss wasn't ultra surprising. I mean, Philly's playing really well, unexpectedly. But um, they were the better yeah. team, though. The Preds were way or were the better team. It was just oh, absolutely reflect on the scoreboard. Yeah, that I agree with what you said. The Columbus game was heartbreaking to watch. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, just no reason. I for that. so I agree with both of you guys on the whole doom and gloom thing. I. In the moment, watching them lose these games, I'm just like everybody else. I am ticked mm-hmm. off. I'm, I'm really losing patience with this team, especially yep. considering I th- another reason why I think people it's really amplified right now, and people are just so upset is because they got their hopes up oh, after, yes. the off, after this off season. Like even yeah. the most, even the most uh, negative fans in this fan base were were starting to come around and say, you know what. 
this team might be pretty good. And then they were mm-hmm. drinking the Kool-Aid. They were reading all these preseason predictions um, saying, oh, Preds are a sneaky pick here. They could do some special things. And um, and obviously it hasn't worked out so mm-hmm. far at all. Yeah. So I think you just when you look at the overall makeup of the first seven games, you might as well have the Predators as 0-7 the way people feel right now because mm-hmm. their two wins are against the San Jose Sharks. No one's going to write home about that. No. And, I mean, we all three had really high expectations. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I, and I'm it could still work that. out. I mean, that's the whole thing is yeah. it could still be just fine. <clears throat> just as easy as they get, they've been on a five-game losing streak, we mm-hmm. know we see this in hockey all the time. They can turn around and – win five games in a row or get points in five straight games and suddenly everyone will be fine. Like that's why I think that we are just I think people have just lost their patience with this team. There's no patience with this team anymore. No. No patience. There's no margin for error. There's no there's no the leash is so short with so many of these fans, especially the ones who especially the ones who have been with this team for a long time and been cheering for this team. They're sick of losing in the playoffs. They're sick of losing in the first round. They're sick of having the same general manager they 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 blasted the John Hines hiring when it happened, and so they're they're sick that he got a two year contract over the offseason. and it's just so the patience is so thin. So they they jump on any chance they can get to to really be upset when it, yeah. when in all reality, if you take a step back and look at it, yeah, it's not any reason to panic right now. Yeah, hey, if you want to be upset, wait till December, wait till the beginning of January. If they're still playing like this, then you can have. Every reason to be upset if you want. And I and I said this I said this the last episode. I'd rather them get this out of their system now than Mm -hmm. than go through this type of thing in March. Yeah. When they're clinging on to a playoff spot and then they lose it at the end because they go on this ugly five game losing streak or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what happened last year. They played three fourths of a season. They were incredible. And then the the last part where it counted. Not so incredible. So maybe they're going but to do it backwards. If this somehow year. this team misses, God forbid, this team misses the playoffs this year, oh, and they Lord. miss it, and they miss the playoffs by like two or three points, or let's say they let's say they end up in the wild card and have to play the Avs in the first round again by two or three points, like they, they there is a two or three point margin of being in the yeah. top three and avoiding the Avalanche in the first round. They're going to go back and look at these the the two games <laughs> yep. against the. They're going to go back and look at the Kings. They're going to go back and look at the Blue Jackets game, and they're going yep. to think if you just would have shut it down and won those two games, we wouldn't be in this position. Yep. I can already see it now. I can see it in my crystal yep. ball. Think mm-hmm. of the big, huge. You had a two goal lead in both of those games, and you blew it. That was four people points got, you left on the table. I can promise you, people have that in the circle, <laughs> oh, and they're they're going to go back it. to it. They got it bookmarked and they're ready for it. They got it holstered. Absolutely. They're ready for it. That was funny what you said about uh, we mentioned David Poyle. He actually um, got some accolades for his 3,000th game as a general manager. And the first thing someone put on uh, Facebook was like, 3,000 games, no cups, <laughs> um, whatever else, just like totally crapping on it. And I'm like, here is another here is another really major issue with this team. Through the first seven games, the Predators are getting outscored ten to three in the third period. That's ugly. Three third period goals in seven games is really really bad. I'm you no gotta show you gotta show up in third periods. You have to. 
Yeah. And they're not doing it. And they're not only are they not doing it, but they are Swiss cheese in the third period right now. Yeah. Button in so, can't do that. <laughs> um I was seeing all the tweets today from the media at Pred's practice saying, oh, they've ramped up the intensity, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, it's I practice. Like, spare me. Spare me. They better have – I mean, if their intensity is not racked up every practice, then there's a problem. So I don't want to hear about it being being ramped up today. Like, I know they're just doing their job. I love all of the media. Like, I'm just saying, like, they yeah. work hard and they're just telling us what's happening. But I just – I don't care that the intensity was high. Do it in the third period. That's when all matters. That's when I'll care. Are are neither of you going to say we're talking about practice? I mean, we're talking about about practice. Practice. Practice? I think. I think. I think Iverson. Yeah, Allen Iverson said practice twenty-seven times or something like that. But hey, he can't hold a candle to how many times John Hines and David Poyle and everyone says says identity. Can't hold a candle to that. And that's all all I've heard. It's all I've heard for the past week. The players, all I've heard for the past week, man. I'm just. It's like, uh, right. it's like what the the Ted Lasso has the poster everybody on his wall of the Predators. <laughs> yeah, where he points but, up to it, but it says identity. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody? So we all know about our good friend uh, Landry, who uh, can't. Who he? You know, obviously he can't stand John Hines and all that. Did you see his really hilarious tweet about I the folding not. chair? I did not. I saw it. So, you know, like the, the fold-up camping chairs that everyone has, like you take it to yeah. a campground and, and, like, it has a little cup holder and it folds perfectly. So, Landry tweets, brand new for Preds fans, the folding lawn chair. It folds <laughs> faster than the Preds in the third period. Lightweight, like the team's checks, and it's never scored on the power play either. Get yours today. Wow. And it's, and it's a Preds uh, fold-up chair. <sighs> so, Landry's bringing the heat already. Yeah, that started about – Game four, I believe. <laughs> I think it started before they dropped the puck this year. When when they were when they were at a that second loss in a row, I think that's when all that started. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we're going to be fine. It's crazy. Uh, I will say though, I really wish we weren't playing the Blues the next game because I don't know. I think that's the best team to be playing right now. But oh, you know, hockey's a weird sport, and I know the Predators are ticked off right now, and I know they. They're gonna come. They they're gonna come into that game, and as long as they can duplicate what they did against the Flyers in terms of creating chances mm-hmm. and try not to give up a goal on the first shot of the game, surrender that would be a start. Yeah, you fall behind one nothing on the first shot of the game. I mean, just yeah, yeah. So I gotta think this team's luck's gonna turn around a little bit when it comes yeah. to these chances they're generating and they're just not figuring out ways to score. I gotta think their luck's gonna turn around a little bit. I don't see yeah. any way it doesn't. Yeah, like, it can't get well. It can, but but I but I do got to tell you, this team's will and their uh, their mental fortitude is really going to be tested because it's really easy. They're, these guys are humans, and, and, and I'm sure they're hearing all the outside noise. I'm sure they're frustrated. They know that that they they've surrendered a couple late leads, and then they know that they pretty much – they did play a really good game and they couldn't score on Saturday against the Flyers. So this team's going to be ticked off. Are they going to use that as fuel to their fire and figure out a way to beat the Blues on Thursday? Or are they going to let this get even worse? And and, 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 yeah. and, and are they going to tighten up? Are they going to tense up? Are they going to hold the stick a little too tight? Are they going to do things that are going to force even more 
unforced mm-hmm. errors. Let's hope that does not happen. The uh, um, We're back to when they get a little adversity, it just crushes them. Um, back, back to that, we thought we'd put that to bed. Last season, you know, they had that swagger about them, and if they got down a goal or two, they just climbed back in it, you know, and did what they had to do. But the, the I guess that was 2019, the 2019 Preds have snuck back in and they get they get in a little bit of a hole or some adversity and they just cannot they just cannot rise to the challenge and climb out of the hole. So don't like that. Don't like that nope. at all. Thought we it's thought we were over that. But no. Well, I mean, it's on the Flyers game. Preds had 27 shots on goal through the first two periods, only managed five shots in the third period. That's insane. So, and I remember that, and I, I remember seeing that watching the game. I remember that third mm-hmm. period. It was it lulled you to sleep. Like I, it was so hard to watch. Like I love hockey, and I could not. It was so hard to watch that game. It was so boring. And in that third period, the Predators could not muster anything. It was almost like. All their gas was let out of the tank in the first and second period. In that third period, the wind was out of their sails. They had nothing left. Flyers played yeah. keep away, you know. And so, even though the Preds yeah. did score a power play goal, again, it's another garbage goal for Matt Duchesne. No offense to Matt mm-hmm. Duchesne, but both of his goals this season are, are garbage time goals. So, mm-hmm. where is Matt Duchesne? And, Kyle, you've shared the image of the milk carton, and it's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Have you perfect. seen these three? Have you seen these three? Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair that you're putting Granlin on there, though. Granlin's got six assists on the season. And Granlin's also played an immense amount of freaking minutes because yeah. he's out there on every single penalty kill. Yeah. It's like yeah. – for sure. Well, I don't and, think and, people realize how much is on his shoulders. In the Flyers, the in the Flyers game, the Flyers only got two power plays. So you think, oh, okay, maybe the Preds corrected it there, but they still found a way to lose. Yeah, just the the on paper looked good, just. I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, and I might eat my words for this. I, I feel like there's going to be a big response and a big win on Thursday against the Blues. I feel it. I feel good about it. You're right. Um, we see this happen all the time where a team's feeling down and out, and you're going into a matchup, and you're like, oh, wow, we're going to lose this one. The way this team's mm-hmm. playing right now, we're going to lose to the Blues. You you see it all the time where teams get up off the mat, yep. and they figure out a way to get a win, an impressive win. I got it pegged right now. I'm calling my shot. Thursday, the Preds get their first "quote unquote" impressive win of the season, and I think awesome. they're gonna, they're going to they're going to be at home. I think they're going to come out really high energy. They're going to get back to their game, even if that means penalties. I know I hate to say that, but they 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 are who they are. And I said this a lot last year when they were leading the league in penalties. This team is who they are. Who, who they are. <laughs> they can't pretend to be something they're not because I think that's going to make them even worse. Yeah. They can't sure. play timid. They can't play. They can't play like I know. We want them to play smart, but at the same time, they can't go out there and, and and try to be a different team than what they really are. And that team is a very highly physical, hard hitting, high energy team. So they got to do that on Thursday. They got to come out and punch St. Louis in the mouth. They got to mm-hmm. do it. They do. And um, that that's another thing that that kind of crept back in like we we thought that they were over 
uh, trying to be a team that they're not. Last season, they did a really good job of, you know, they who they were who they were. You knew what you were going to get for the most part, but but this year it's just not. It's it's like you said. I think they're they're timid a little bit, and they just can't um, they can't find their way. Um, but hopefully, they can turn it around, like you said on Thursday, and just that'll be something to build on because I think they're going on a big road trip soon too. So. They got this CMA road trip coming up. Yeah, that uh, they got they got St. Louis at home, then they got the Capitals at home on Saturday, and then they go on a five game road trip up in Canada. They got Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver um, as part of that road trip. So I mean, it's the NHL schedule. There's never any days off. I mean, no. it, you just you got it, and that's why they can't let this snowball much more. Like they got to figure out a way to get a win on Thursday. Uh, and one thing that will worry me on Thursday, if they fall behind fast again, like yep. they did against Philly, that worries me because I just don't know if this team, if they fall behind quickly again, I really, I, I hope not. But if they do, mm-hmm. is this team going to like run away into the shadows and lose another really bad game or are they going to respond to it? So yeah. we will have to wait and see. But it's about as big of an early season game as you can have. Yeah, it's, I would it's say hard to say that they're that big right now, but they really truly are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird to say. Yeah, you're right for sure. I would say out of the out of the next two games, they'd have a better chance of beating Washington than they would St. Mm-hmm. Louis because Washington's not playing great either. So, um, but yeah, St. but we, we I tough. mean, we thought we thought that Columbus was going to be a win. You're sure. right, and they, yeah. it should have been a win. So I mean, it's—I don't even like to look at matchups right now. I just just want little Predators victories. Have, the Predators <laughs> have a good team. That's another reason why yeah. people are so upset right now. Absolutely. On paper, you have no excuses on paper, and that's why I can't—I can't get on to David Poyle right now. I got no criticism for David Poyle. He went out and did his job over the offseason. He did. Absolutely, it's on, it's on the coaches and it's on the players. Now John Hines can't go out there and play for them. Yeah. So, is it more of a game plan problem, or, or is it a strategy problem? Is that is it more Heinz's system that's not working for this team, or is it the players not executing? Personally, I think it. I lean more towards the players aren't executing. That's what I'm going with because they executed his plan last last season. He had them uh, playing well except for the last part of the season, so they're just not executing. And um, you know, you had these guys who had these amazing seasons. Philip Forsberg was rewarded handsomely for a, a job well done and yeah none of them very none handsomely up. very handsomely and all right and they're just not showing up so let's move along here let's get to some i know we got some comments rolling in here um we'll pull some comments up and yeah, for see sure. what we got here we got thank you everybody for commenting yes let's for see sure. let's let's share max greenberg's comment here he says yep. nobody on this Nobody on this team is all around consistently reliable as Granlin, except Yossi. So he's kind of speaking on Granlin's consistency. Um, I agree with that. Granlin's definitely a very – and he's all around. I mean, he plays on the penalty mm-hmm. kill. He lays the bottom. People forget that Granlin can hit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a physical player. So he's got six assists on the season, no goals. I would, I, I've always said this. I wish Granlin would – come a little bit more offensively minded as far as scoring, but I get it. He's the setup man on that line feeding Duchesne yep. and Forsberg. So we got it. That line's got to get cooking though. 
Oh yeah, it, it's got it's got to get better. That's the money well, line, see, man. We were, ta- we, we were talking about how much beers cost at Bridgestone earlier for my public story. Mike Twitter says, <laughs> Ha, I bought one beer at Bridgestone and some overpriced beers on Broadway pregame rooftop of Alan Jackson's. Oh, anytime you buy a beer on Broadway, you oh, might yeah. as well take a, just take a second mortgage out of your house. Mm-hmm. And if you, God forbid, you order a double cocktail like Tito. One time I made the mistake of drinking a double Tito's and soda. That thing cost me like 30 bucks. And it was pretty Golly. much straight. It was like straight soda water. I'm like, okay, um, no more drinking for me on Broadway. It's pricey, that's for sure. Thank you, everyone, for the comments. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Mike Twitter says, "Congrats on your savings, Chad." Yeah. Congrats on my z- congrats zero. on my zero dollars of savings at Publix. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for the comments, everybody. Let's move along here to this brand new segment called first word and the way this is going to work we want our anyone who's watching listening right now tweet the show or comment on the live stream on youtube tell us what your first word is you think of when we name some of these preds players and the season they've had so far let me get it rolling here with my first player and the first word that both of you guys come up with here okay this one's a tough one and this one goes to rich and then oh, I'll, okay. I'll have a different. I'll have a different player for Kyle. Sure. All right, Rich. First word you think about when I say Ryan McDonough in his first seven games in a Preds uniform. Ryan McDonough. First word you think of. Oh Boston. gosh, I want to say um, first word you think of. Well, the first word that came to mind was was disappointing. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> a little disappointed for sure. All right. Um, um, I know he, he's not like uh, an offensive defenseman. I don't know. I just I, I expected him to rally the troops a little b- more, and and you know he's been a little invisible. A little now, bit. I will say yeah. he's had some moments, especially on the penalty kill, where he's he's made a big difference. Yeah, he's blocked some big shots. Yeah, but he has been a little invisible. I will say that yeah. would be my word. Would be invisible. Mike Twitter. Mike Twitter said. Here's his response. Unseen. I said invisible. So me and Mike Twitter are on the there same page. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless there's, I just want to, I want him to like rally the troops, give them some of those Stanley Cup stories and like just get them fired up. I think that's what Unse- he was Unseen. Is that a word? Is that an actual word though? Unseen. Seen, is that, unseen. A, so. is yeah. that in the, de- is that in the dictionary? Sure. Yeah. It'll be an article. Okay. It, it is. is. It is. it is. No, it's in the – it is. It's an adjective. All right. We're testing our, our English skills here tonight, guys, with some of these words. That might be a mistake. <laughs> but unseen is a word. Good job, Mike Twitter. It's in the dictionary. All right. Here's – all right, I got one for Kyle here. Ooh, I can't wait for Kyle's response on this one. I bet I know which one it is. Go ahead. First word, Matt Duchesne from Kyle Perkins. <laughs> Two words, milk carton. <laughs> No, it's got to be one word. Um, extra. Extra. Oh, extra. Okay. I didn't see that. One. Because oh. I think Matt is suffering from trying to do too much. I think, I you, think that's trying, spot on, my friend. I think he's pushing and trying to force something, and it's causing issues. Extra. I think that's that's really good. That's good for sure. Um, that's a good one. 
All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You ready? I'm ready. This one, I'll, I'll, I won't give Kyle two in a row, so I'm gonna ask um, Chad. Let's go with Nino Niederreiter. I'm gonna go with expected. He's hmm. done. He's expected is the word I think about with Nino Niederreiter. He's done exactly what I expected him to do so far. Yep. He hasn't been, like, overly impressive, like, oh, my gosh, I can't get over it. Like, it's all I can talk about. But he definitely hasn't been bad. He hasn't been a disappointment. He hasn't been a letdown. I'm just going to say expected. He's done exactly what I expected and foreseen him to do when we signed him. He's scored some goals. He's been yep. on the most consistent line of the team so far. Um, he's done everything that I would expect him to do through his first seven games in the Preds uniform. So I'll go with expected. Mike Twitter says satisfied would be satisfied. His word. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kyle, this one's for you. This will be a good one. Are you ready? Full show. What's what's the first word you think of when I say the name Cody Glass? Oh. But it's through his first seven games. We're we're kind of like using these words for how they've played and how they've done in the season. This season. I know. We're all three really huge glass fans. Adequate. There you go. Oh. That's good. He's not been a superstar, but he's done exactly what they needed him to do. He's playing on both special teams. He's he's doing the job, yep. basically. And oh. honestly, that's about all I can ask from the guy at this point. Just do your job. You show yep. up. You kill penalties. You, yep. He looks really good on that second power play unit. There's not a lot that looks good on that unit, but he's he's doing the job. And yep. as a young guy, I don't think that's a bad thing to have. Not at all. Max Screamer says encouraging. That's another. That's that was one of the other words that I was bouncing yep. around. All Mike right. Twitter said is behind the glass one word. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Make a hashtag. It is. <laughs> All, right. All right. I've got one more. We'll, we'll save this for the group. And then we will revisit this segment later in the season because it's right. kind of fun. All right. I got one more and we'll all answer this one. And it was, I asked myself this and it was the first word I came up with. UC Soros. And my word, my first word I think about when I think about UC Soros through the first part of this season is unlucky. Unlucky. Not saying, not saying he's perfect. Not saying he hasn't let some soft goals in because he. There's a few where I'm like, you know what? If you're going to be considered an elite goaltender, if you're going to be considered a top three, there's been a couple goals that that have leaked past him where I'm like, okay, you're you're still a great goaltender, but if we're going to call you one of the best, you got to make that save. But overall, the dude's been a victim of some really unlucky situations. Oh, big time. So yeah, that was my cool. word. That's my word for UC Soros is unlucky. Um, unlucky. I'm gonna good. put hoodwinked. 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 Is that urban? Is, is that urban? Yeah. Let's see if that's in the dictionary or is that a urban dictionary? No, that's in there. All right. Hmm. Deceiver. He, his trick. own team has hoodwinked him. Yeah, he's so he's been deceived or tricked by his own team, according to Webster's Dictionary. That's what hoodwink. That's a good one. Is defined as. 
hoodwinked. I'm, I'm going to turn my word into a hashtag hung out to dry. That's all one word when you do make it a hashtag. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Fun stuff. Kyle, do you, have, that, do you have any names? Did you come up with some? Oh, yeah. I, I do. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, we almost we almost got off here without you saying yours. Um. So, Chad, we'll start with you. Roman Yossi. Oh. Oh, I gotta, I gotta come up with one word here. Um, I'm gonna say vanilla. Ah, like good. very just I, like ordinary almost, but for some reason, I thought vanilla, and like that's so weird to say that about Roman Yossi because he's anything but that. He's, yep. he is. A normal first word for Romeosi would be electric, or be, it would be astonishing, or just glorious. <laughs> but I gotta go with Vanilla. I, I, he hasn't really stood out to me. He hasn't really. Yep. He's been there. He's been on the ice. He had seven shots on goal against the Flyers, so he had some really good opportunities. But yeah, I gotta go yep. Vanilla, and I hate to say that about Romeosi because right. I love that dude, and I know he's gonna snap out of it, and he'll be fine. He's got yeah. one point. Through, he's got one point through seven games, guys. That's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that I, is ha- cool I have to keep refreshing the screen to make sure that's a correct. Stat. Right. He's got one point. Omar said third period abandoned. Mike Twitter said quiet, which is good. Max Greenberg disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go. I've I gotta seen, go. I gotta go yeah. vanilla. Yeah, I've seen him try to try to do some of that his normal Yossi stuff, like put the team on his back, and it just hasn't like panned out for him. So, a little crazy. My second word I would say is frustrated because I have seen it on his face. That oh, dude, yeah. you yeah. can tell. You, know he is. you oh, can yeah. tell it. You can tell he cares, and and all those players care. But yeah. it it is eating at him. And Not he's as, gonna do. Yeah. He's gonna do everything he can to get this team out of it. I know he will. I, Not I as frustrated totally, as. Totally yeah. trust him as a captain. It's seven games. I know he's going to break out of it, but yeah, Not he's as been frustrated vanilla. He's as very vanilla. Yeah. Been very vanilla. Okay, so for Rich, I have Ellie Tolvanen. Mm. That's a really hard one. That's a really hard. Gosh, one. that is a hard one. Um, actually, use s- one. Actually, use one word this time, and don't do. I the can't hashtag. do a hashtag. Okay, no, um, it's got to be one word. I'm going to say. I'm going to steal your word and, and kind of say vanilla as well. Um, yeah. I don't, just, no. If we're going to go ice cream flavor themes, if we're going ice cream flavor themes, <clears throat> I'll give Ellie Tolvanen mint chocolate chip. Ooh. If we're right. – well, that, that's the next segment is going to be players as ice cream flavors. <laughs> oh, I'm down for that. I love ice cream. Mint chocolate oh, chip too. is not – and the reason why I say mint chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip's not for everyone, but for the people who love mint chocolate chip, yeah, they love them some Ellie Tolvanen. So we're only chocolate chip. We're only seven games in. Normally so. we say these. Normally we say these really like for the cheesy and dumb segments for the off season. Yeah, now it's just for the depression season. It's just to get us through <laughs> it until yeah. the Preds start winning again. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, fun stuff. I was, I was expecting Tolvanen to just come out like on fire, and he's played good, just not. I thought he did fine on the second he's line done. when he was playing with Nino and. Yeah, yeah, I and didn't it, really see what he did to get sent back down. 
Well, that whole that whole lineup shuffling that he did was that for the Columbus game when he did that. Yeah. That was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I made the joke before the game that he threw a bunch of names in a hat and just drew them. Yeah, he. But Hines I will say, to Heinz's credit, I thought Yakov Trinin really lived up to the second line in that Columbus game. He he put up two points in that game, and I I thought he gave a jolt of energy to the top six. So it wasn't all terrible the way yeah. he moved around the lines, but. <clears throat> Just kind of weird to, to make that not, dra- it's kind of weird to make that drastic of a lineup change yeah. this early in the season. But you know it, it kind of didn't hurt my feelings to see them break up Sissons, Janot, and and turn in for a little bit. No, they, they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that time's passed or, or what, but um I don't know. What do y'all think? You think did that hurt your feelings to see those guys get split up? Mm. No, you, you've got to move on from something when it's not working. You can't yes. keep it together forever, you know. Yeah. The hard line's not going to be a thing forever. You got to make changes sometimes. You got to, and like I said, I think Yakov Trenin, at least for one game, looked really good mm-hmm. on that second line. And so you've got that as an option now. You know that maybe in certain matchups, maybe if the matchup favors moving Trenin up there in that certain sure. matchup, then I think they, they could re-explore that in another game in the future. Uh, I, you know, he's an offensive player. They drafted him as a goal scorer. We know yep. he has it in him. He has that unique combination of being able to hit and, you know, lay the body out, but he can also score. So if you can spread that type, if you can spread the, all the, what the herd line brings, if you can spread that across the whole lineup, you know, we hate to break them up, but at the same time, if you can kind of get a little bit of that throughout the lineup, had Janot yep. on one line, they can do mm-hmm. that. You have Trenton on one line, they can do that. Sissons, yep. uh, you know, that, 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 I can see where that might be able to work and you can move forward with that. So we'll see. Yeah. I just, I, I think that they really need to get back to their uh, playing gritty like they did last year. I think they've, they, they haven't really done that much. Like some fights, I want to see some fights, you know, all that, all that. Stuff so and let, let, let's circle back to Mark Borowiecki. Um, we are so so grateful that he seems to be doing fine and he's recovering. He sent out from his Instagram a, um, a picture with his kid and saying, like, Thanks for all the well wishes, I'm still responding to everybody. And um, yeah. that also had to be very hard mentally for that team. I'm not making excuses yeah. for him, but I mean, that was a scary moment. I mean, he he wasn't moving face down in the ice for a little bit. Yeah. And it so, was one of those it was one of those really like it wasn't like a big time hit. Like you see way worse hits in hockey all the time where you're like, oh my God, where you're like, oh my God, how that how's that guy gonna get up? And the guy mm-hmm. usually pops right back up and starts skating. This was like a really just I mean, his chin hit the boards at just the worst possible point. Yeah. Yeah. That when was they were yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. That was a scary sight because his neck just rips back. And, you know, Boro's a tough guy, a exceptionally tough guy. And you just see him crumple. That's yeah. that, uh, that wood doesn't have any give. And they, uh, you know, you see them bring the stretcher out. You saw them bring the stretcher out almost mm-hmm. immediately. You never want to see a stretcher come yeah. out. And they took all the precautions. Uh, yeah. the, even the Philadelphia Flyers training staff came out and, and, you know, obviously assisted in this. It was a big deal. All the players were 
standing around. The, the Flyers players were extremely classy about it as well. Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, we were waiting for up, we were waiting for updates all throughout the game. That's got to mentally that had to be really hard yeah. on his teammates and all those players mm-hmm. to go out there and pick up and, and play mm-hmm. this game because yeah, at sure. that time, you know, they didn't know what was going to, what was happening with, with Morrow oh. at that point. And so that had to be really hard for them to um, play. So it was, it was cool. Carter Hart skated down to the other end while they were putting him on the stretcher. Um, when I, when they were putting him on the stretcher, when they were rolling him out, I was expecting him to be like a bloody mess. Um, but it wasn't, it was just the way he hit his head or whatever. I'm sure it's concu- I'm sure it was a concussion. Oh, I guarantee you. Most likely. And it, him, he said on his Instagram he was trying to avoid screens. Yeah. So that that right there tells you pretty much what it was. Yeah. So and you know, before I, that happened, he got a little bit of a brawl. It didn't end up happening because the guy fell down. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when both got when Burrow and the other guy, I can't remember who the other guy was that on the Flyers that he was going to fight. But um, when they went back to the box, they were like um, mutually respectful to each other, talking like, "Man, yeah. like, like," because the fight didn't work out. They fell down too quick. Like yeah. the one guy yeah. fell down, but they were both kind of like mutually respectful to each other. Like, oh yeah, that you know maybe next time we'll get each other. Like, so yeah. I mean, everyone respects Morovietsky, <clears throat> even yeah. his his opponent. Even though he yeah. plays and he hits hard and he fights all the time. His, yeah, his sure. opponents usually had the utmost respect for him. He's so yeah. respected in this league. That uh, that Flyers player, he went down so fast because like Boro grabbed a hold of him like super quick, and just like the force of him grabbing him, just he wasn't re- wasn't expecting it. I guess I don't know. No, yeah. he wasn't ready. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's move along here. Let's move along. It's Catfish on Ice. It's episode 154. Chad Mitten, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins are your hosts. And let's tell you about DraftKings. That's our sponsor, promo code THPN. You see it at the bottom of the screen right there. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 and free bets if they win. So if you want to get some faith back into your National Predators, you can throw down $5 on them to beat the Blues on Thursday. Or if you're really doom and gloom, you can throw your $5 down on the St. Louis Blues. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah. We'll, we'll ridicule you for it. But, for yes, sure. that's how it works. It's that simple. $5 on any team to win their game, and you will win $200 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. If you're having a gambling crisis, need gambling help, there are ways in our show notes for you to contact someone to get help. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Promo code THPN for DraftKings. Also, if you're watching on Twitter right now, we have the link right in our episode on how you can go right to DraftKings, sign up, and use our promo code. 
Let's do let's do our battle for the central power rankings. Where have we put the predators, guys? Let's go to let's let, let's let Kyle do his rankings first. Um, hmm. it's just that. it's depressing. Um, cause I don't want to admit I'm as wrong as I was about one of them. Uh, the <coughs> stars are hot. You as much as I the hate, Bruins. they did lose to the Bruins tonight. Yeah, but still, they've they've been on one. Uh. They look good. They look real. Even in their losses, they looked really good. I would go Avalanche, Stars, Blues, Nashville. Oh, you got the Preds fourth. You still got some faith in them. Uh, He's thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not mm. trying to talk you out of it. I mean, that's I know fine. you're I not. Just... Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd leave them fourth. Uh, then the Wild, then the Blackhawks, and then the Coyotes. So you got the Jets last? Oh, I had a brain fart. Um, the Jets haven't been terrible, but they're not good. I would put them right behind the Wild. Yeah, they're very middle of the road. All right. All right. Rich, where do you have your rankings? So um, I'm going to start from the bottom up, and this is just based on events that have happened in the past week. I have Nashville at eighth. Oh, I'm sorry. Completely, you've completely. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm disappointed, and it's ridiculous. There's no reason why they are where they're playing the way they should be. So I put them there. Um, Arizona next. Big win for them tonight. Beating Connor um, Ingram and Net too. Connor Ingram and Net. Just the feel good story. Beat the Blue Jackets six three. Uh, then sixth, I've got Minnesota. Fifth, Winnipeg. They're kind of interchangeable with a couple of other teams. Chicago is actually playing really well, and they're about a minute away from beating uh, Florida Panthers. What? And then I have uh, St. Louis at three, Colorado at two, and then Dallas at one because Dallas is up until oh tonight. My gosh, I did not see that. Block- I didn't see that Blackhawks score till just now. Yeah, if they beat the Panthers. Yeah. They're actually oh they are playing too. They are playing way above their on paper ability, is what I wrote down. They really are. Um, yeah. Yeah. So wow. All right. Yeah. Good for the cool. right. I'll go ahead and assi- I will go ahead and assume. I'll keep an eye on it. I'll go ahead and assume the Blackhawks are gonna win that game. The Panthers do have their net emptied, and we see teams score all the time after they empty the net. So we'll see. I'll keep an eye on it. But either way, that's pretty impressive it's what huge. the Blackhawks are doing. Huge. All right. I got to take that into consideration. <laughs> I, all right, I'm going to go from first to last and okay. go the different direction than what you went in. My first place team is still the Colorado Avalanche. I know they've got – they're 4-2-1. and one. They haven't looked overly impressive like like we're used to seeing them. You got a huge heavyweight matchup tonight against the New York Rangers, and they won that game in a shootout. Shootout, yep. But <laughs> listen to this. The Avs had 44 shots, and the Rangers had 46 shots. So you want to talk about some incredible goaltending to only be a three to two, or there were only four goals scored if you don't count the shootout. Obviously, there were four yep. goals scored between the two teams, and they had nearly a hundred shots on goal between the two teams. So what a goaltending clinic! Absolutely, 
Shesterkin with 42 saves on 44 shots, and his former backup, uh, George, how do you pronounce his name, Georgiev? Is that how you pronounce his last Gorgiev, name? Uh, yeah, Igor. Uh, yeah, I think Gorgiev or maybe he, Gorgiev. Yeah, he was the he was the he was Igor's backup, and yep. so it was a battle of like former backup versus the starter, and they both just didn't disappoint. Forty four saves for Gorgiev. So what a, what a game there! But the Avs end up getting the two points. They win the game. So I got them still first in the division. I think they're still going to be the best team when it's all said and done. Yep. I've got the Blues in second place right now in my power rankings. They, you know, a lot of people were interchanging in their preseason rankings. They were interchanging St. Louis and Minnesota as the second best team in the Avalanche. A few people were throwing the Predators in there as a trendy pick as the second place team. But overall, it was pretty much St. Louis. A lot of people were picking St. Louis. So I've got them there. They're three and one to open the season. They looked pretty good. Yeah. I got. Dallas in third, even though they lost tonight, all of their, you know, they've lost to some really good teams and they played pretty yeah. well against Boston. I watched the majority of that game tonight. They looked pretty good. They did. Just Boston, Boston's on a, on a heater right now. Like they are. said, absolutely. They are. So yeah. no one's going to fall that. No one's going to fault Dallas for losing to the Bruins. And that was a close game. So I got Dallas third and then I've got, Whew, these Blackhawks are throwing me off here, man. They're throwing my they're throwing my whole rankings off. You would have like, never, never I thought, thought I had it all that high. Dude, I thought I had it all figured out here, but it's actually, crazy. I'm actually I'm gonna put Winnipeg at fourth. No, oh, okay. Winnipeg's got some some impressive wins so far this year. You just they've beaten some good teams. So no, they've beaten some good teams. They just got the, they shut out the Blues for nothing. That's got to count for something. Yeah, yeah. They beat they Colorado. They beat Colorado four to three, and they yeah. beat the Rangers four to one. So their three wins are against Colorado, New York, and St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, got to say yeah. that's pretty impressive, guys. So I got I got Winnipeg fourth. <coughs> All right, I've got Chicago fifth. I can't believe I just did this. It's crazy, isn't it? And I got I got Preds sixth. All right, I've got. Minnesota seventh, and I got Arizona eighth. All right, fair. Yep. Mike Twitter really. It was hard this week, though. It was Mike it was Twitter hard for me to sort that out. Mike Twitter said he doesn't disagree with me on Nashville. So I can't put I can't put the Preds at eight because you, I don't know if you go by their body of work from the past week, it's been pretty bad. So. It's been bad, but you gotta if you really dig deep into what's going on here. Yeah, they they can't possibly be that bad, and I think it's going to turn back in their favor. So all right, maybe I'm just mad. Maybe it's just I, anger. I think you're just taking out all your anger on the Preds. So you know what? You just said screw it. You're getting eighth place. Yeah. You're you you made you, me angry. Wait a minute. I think in all the battle for the Central Power Rankings we've done going back to last year, you've never ranked them last, have you? Is that a first? Probably. You're that angry so. tonight, Rich. I oh am. My gosh. They should not. <laughs> there's no reason for this. There's no reason for this at there's all. There's no reason for this. And I will not. I will. I, it was tough to put Chicago at four. I'll tell you that. But they're playing good, man. You can't fault them. You might not like them, but you can't fault them for it. So. All right, guys. That's our battle for the central power rankings. Tell, let us know. We're not going to even do clutch performers this week because we got no one to pick. There's only there's two players. That if I if you put a gun to my head and made me pick a couple players from the Preds, 
Good luck. I would say I would pick Yakov Trenin. Okay. I thought he I thought he responded well to getting lifted up to the second line. Yep. So I would say Yakov Trenin. Tanner Janot had a really good game. He had a two point yeah, okay. game as well. I'm out of I'm out of choices after that. I got no one else. There's no one else yeah. to pick. Carter Hart. It stops with those um, two guys. Yeah, we'll say Carter Hart. <laughs> Clutch performer. Carter Hart. This is a bad trend when we're starting to pick players from the other team. From Clutch. Well, Kyle had uh, Ottinger after the Dallas debacle. Picking the we keep, Ottinger and Marchment. Marchment. We keep picking. Yeah, we yeah, keep exactly. picking the other team's goaltender here. This is not a good trend at all. <sighs> it's not good. It's not Clutch good. performers is in the uh, is in the crapper right now. That's what that it segment is. is. It's in the crapper. The next. There's always next week. We'll see what happens. I think I think some good is going to come, like you said. So this segment's not going to survive the rest of the season if it goes this route. Like if we're just going to have to we're just going to have to throw the whole yeah. segment in the garbage because it's going to be pointless. Yeah, if we keep all right awarding it to the other player, the other team. Yeah, it's not all gonna right, be, everybody. We got good. one more quick thing. We're going to do some NHL quick hitters. I'm about to throw out there. First, how about uh, Phil Kessel getting the Iron Man Award? That was pretty cool. That is good. Good for him, man. Who would have known? Who would have known that eating all those hot dogs, you could still That's play nine hundred and ninety straight games? Phil Kessel, Iron Man, noted hot dog lover. That is really crazy when you wrap your mind. Water. That is really crazy when you wrap your mind around it, though. Nine hundred and ninety straight games as a hockey player. Yeah. All the dings, all the – it's not like he's a finesse player. That dude takes a lot of hits. Do you remember that one game where he started and then, like, left because his wife was having a baby or something? Yeah. Like, that was, like, last season, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I still hold out hope that he'll play one season with the Preds. I just want to see him in a Preds uniform. It would be so cool. It, it would, it would be crazy. Just, the memes would write themselves for uh, Kyle. He, I mean, no, he, would, he, would, he would have so much material that he wouldn't know what to do with it all. I know. His, his mind would just be explode. Oh, it would be easy. <laughs> easy. So Kessel, so mm-hmm. Kessel st- stands alone in the record books as the NHL Ironman, played for the Penguins from 2015-16 to 2018-19 without missing a regular season or playoff game and helped Pittsburgh capture a pair of Stanley Cup wins. 990 total games in a row. Yep. Crazy. Uh, we are, we already brought up, but I still had it in my NHL quick hitters. Connor Ingram ends up getting his first win with the Coyotes tonight. Uh, only his second career win. Oh, wow. So, I didn't realize yeah, that. In the NHL. So, 6-3 was the final of that game. He ended up letting some goals in later in the game, but yep. – Overall, he started the game really strong for the Coyotes. I can't wait to watch him and see how many games he ends up actually playing for the Coyotes. It's going to be – it's a Amen. great – I think it was – I said it from the start. It was a great spot for him to land there. Uh, yeah, because they need help, and that was going to be a, the best place for him to get opportunities to play. So, it's awesome. And then it hasn't taken very long for Barry Trotz to be brought back up among <laughs> coaching circles. Yeah. Not so much linked to the Predators, but he's definitely uh, being linked to um, to just coaching in general. Like, eventually, you know he is going to get back in the coaching. For sure. It's just a someone, matter of where he lands. Someone in our chat said something about um, he wants to coach for an original six team. That's, that's, that's the article I'm seeing here. So it says the headline here from NHL.com, Trot's not ready to coach again. Original six team could spark some intrigue. 
That's cool. I think that's awesome. If, so if they asked him. He's, qu- he's quoted in the article here, original six for me, I have never never coached an original six team. He told the Cam and Strick podcast Tuesday. That would intrigue me. Those teams always intrigue you. But the Canadian teams, you're under the microscope. You sort of are in New York too. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. first of all, I don't like that the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings are two of those teams. <laughs> that would be really hard for me to see trots coach one of those teams but i would be cool with him i mean i don't know if any of these teams are really looking for coaches necessarily but and he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't want to go coach like the canadians or anything so yeah there's not too many not too many options after you take uh take those out of the mix so i I mean i still baffles me that the islanders fired him in the first place but yeah it was crazy that was just really weird I think it's cool though if if he if he was if that's you know his aspiration to coach one of those teams. But if he if he actually like let's say Hines gets fired next offseason, they just forego the last year of his deal. The Predators have such a bad season that their hand is forced and they fire John Hines. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if it were to happen and Trotz hasn't landed a job yet, you know how hard it would be for Trotz to resist coming back and coaching the Predators. He already loves Nashville. He loves this organization. He, he He's really close with David Poyle. You know David Poyle would put the full court press on getting Trotz back behind the bench in Nashville. That's the only thing that would bring Fred's Facebook back off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty cool, but just don't see it happening. Just don't All see right. it. Stranger All things right. have happened, I guess. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been episode 154 of Catfish and Ice. Thanks for all the comments uh, on the live stream. We always love hearing from you. This has been your host, Chad Minton, Rich Allen, Kyle Perkins. We are all going to go get some sleep right now because um, we're all tired, I think. We're all in the Eastern time zone here, and all this doom and gloom talk about the Predators has made me sleepy. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it, everybody. We will see you next week for a brand new episode. Until then, stay safe and take care. Say good night, Kyle. Good night, Kyle. Nighty night.